In this episode, I am joined by Lama Hana, spiritual teacher of the Nyingma Longcheng Yintik lineage of Tibetan Buddhism, and an expert in meditation, Anu Yoga, geomancy, art, cultural and historical studies, and Tibetan medicine. Lama Hanang describes his upbringing in a nomad family in Golok, Tibet, and how an encounter with a wrathful Mahasiddha changed his childhood forever. Lama Hanang details his education in religion, ritual, and meditation, as well as the disciplines of astrology and Tibetan medicine, and recounts stories of his teacher's miraculous powers and spiritual realizations. Lama Hanang also reveals his initial struggles upon arriving in America, highlights the distinctive qualities of American disciples, and shares his perspective on today's turbulent events such as war in Europe and the Middle East, and political division in the USA. So without further ado, Lama Hanang. Lama Hanang, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I am very, very happy to be spend time with you in this moment. Well, I'm very delighted to be talking with you today. And of course, we were introduced thanks to Morty Levine. I interviewed Morty some weeks ago about his book, uh, which he wrote with your, in collaboration with you, about the Baro Tudel, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Yes, uh, you like it? <laughs> Very much, very much. And that episode, in fact, was well-received. Today, however, I would like to focus, if we might, on your life story. Well, I understand you were born and raised in Golok. Can you tell us about your childhood, your upbringing? Okay, I'm very happy to talk about, uh, but maybe we need uh, a couple of weeks to talk about all the details, but uh, I'll try to make a short and uh, try to make uh, the Putin conversation. So my childhood is, um, I born in uh, Golok, uh, eastern, northeastern Tibet uh, region. And Golok is uh, where the Yellow River comes and uh, also famous snow mountain, Amnimachin. And in those is uh, a very important part of Golok. And uh, I was born and grew up there. Where I born, when I was born, we don't have roads, uh, we don't have cars, and uh, no running water, no radios, no television, nothing those. It's uh, just a very simple life. Follow the sun and the moon and stars, and uh, sunrise started the day, and the evening rise, then we started the night, and uh, we have a lot of time to sleep, a lot of time to chatting and grow up with the whole beautiful community and uh, everything was uh, uh, it's like a magic like in a home um, if I think about right now and my family was uh, not a rich family but not poor family we always have food uh, and uh, but when I was a child, we never left any food. Like just when our parents offered that you eat, and you know, parents says, "Okay, time to go to bed. Go to bed. Get up, get up." Then go up with the horses. My family has a hundred horses, and um, 
um, maybe four or five hundred sheep, maybe a couple hundred yaks. Uh, so it's grow up with almost cats and dogs and uh, nomadic family. We move uh, around. So uh, in from there, you see what happens is uh, in that area, there's a very famous uh, holy man. And uh, in general, people call Mahasida or Latin or crazy wisdom, or they have different names for the English, but uh, it's a holy man. And um, one day, uh, my whole community gone there and uh, setting up prayer flag. Be a couple hundred people there. And uh, I was just, uh, you know, a little child to go with my father, just uh, want to go. I, I don't really can work. I was just eight years old. And I was running around, you know, during that time, some children, we play around. And these holy men walk out and he grabbed, I have long hair, like a trellis, like wild hair, he grabs my hair. He said, you have to go to monastery, like he's kind of no smile. Like I said, I don't know, I don't know. And like, uh, my answer was like that. Then he's like, who knows? I, my father knows, and uh, he yells, like, come here. My father comes. Then he's looking at my father. He's, you should send your boy to the monastery. He's a good boy. Monday, maybe he's going to have many people. And then my father says, uh, you think it's a good idea? Then he's like, I think it's a good idea, but you want to keep your boy with your, your yuck. You can keep it. He's just, he don't talk gentle or nothing. Then my father said, okay, okay, I will talk to my wife. So yes, I will do that. And then um, and he looked over, he said, your wife is your boss? Poor man. And my father smiled, laughing. And then from there, I was a nine, uh, sent to the monastery and Thapten uh, Chunkorlang Monastery, and uh, and my uh, Lama is also a great yogi, uh, like a Mahasida in Pamathambo and in Tibetan cult. But uh, in his, uh, uh, in Thirton's name is Orjim Kirsam Longba. So I follow him and study about the, uh, the Edo's, the, Inner Yoga, Tantras, uh, Mahayoga, Anayoga, Atiyoga, Sritridis, uh, practices. So that way I grew up and then I went to go program in India, uh, no, program in China, in holy places, in holy places in Tibet and on different parts of the Tibet. So, and then um, I um, wanted to go to India and Nepal. So I went and uh, ran away and went to the India and Nepal, all the holy places uh, where Buddha was born, Buddha practiced, Buddha reached in Latvia, and those 12 Buddhas, 12 deities of the Buddha, all those sacred places. And then also I have a chance to meet all the great uh, the Lamas, uh, and His Holiness, Daughter of Chen Ramboche, Rinpoche, have some teachings such as such a chance. and then also I have chance to meet uh, His Holiness Dalai Lama, 
to receive some teachings. So then, uh, this group, yes, you maybe know Dharma, um, uh, Dharma publishing uh, in uh, Berkeley, maybe you know, and that uh, he wanted to invite me to America. And uh, I said, no, I'm not going to America because um, I don't know the language. Uh, I don't know the culture, so it's far away. I don't want to go. I just need to go back to my parents because they miss me and also uh, they're waiting for me. Then he said, okay, just uh, think about. Uh, so, <clears throat> and then what's happened is, uh, you know, I must be, you've been in India, Nepal, so all the Tibetans there, they're like, oh, you're not going? And so it's America, so famous country. Everybody wants to go, but they can't go. You got to get an invitation. You don't want to go. You're crazy. You know, everybody, like uh, all the people I talk. From there, I wanted to come. I come to America. One or two years, I hate this country. I just don't like everything. Because imagine this guy, young man, grew up in the monasteries in the Himalayas totally come to the Hollywood in uh, Los Angeles. You go to the Hollywood and uh, you go to the Venice uh, walks. So people just sort of like the world, almost no clothes, like in the sand, everybody sand. <laughs> I was like, that's so crazy. I don't like that. I don't like it. You see, uh, everything bothers me. Then I have to talk with the one up by Master Trinidad Brumboche is one of my masters. Maybe you know he's so very famous. He many wrote many books. I told him, I said I I need to look and work or I need going back. Those two choices I have. I can the uh, audience with him. And he said, what kind of work do you want to do? I said, I don't have education. I think I work in the restaurant, maybe cleaning tables or cutting veggie tables or. Uh, maybe working in the garden or one hour. <laughs> he was like mad. Kind of. What did you say? I said, he said, you are, I thought it was the most the very profound practitioners. Nowadays, not many practitioners like you because most practitioners just know Dharma, a lot of words, but they don't know nothing in their heart. Some know the heart, but they don't know the Dharma. So you really deep connect with Dharma. Are you going to throw the whole life you study and practice? I said, um, I don't have choice, blah, 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 you know, story. And he said, never go back. Stay. Never work in a restaurant. Never work in a garden. Teach people. I said, I don't know how to teach because <laughs> I don't know the language, blah, 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 you know. He said, mantra. Like oh, a month, okay. Then I started classes, art class, because you know you don't need talk. Art class. I have thirty or forty people come. First one, second one, maybe less. But I have training every week. So then I start. So uh, and then also one day also I went to the beach. I was writing prayers to Tara. You know Tara is the feminine Buddha, mother of compassion. 
And then I was just sitting there, and then all the beach, the seagulls like flying. Then I meditated a little bit, and I realized everything bothers was it's not about this country, not about people, it's me. Because a different culture and different people has different hobbies and different way of lifestyle. I reject all I'm I'm stuck in the Himalayan culture in the monastery <laughs> as a, you know, training and this bad, this bad, you have to behave like all you know, those things stuck in my head. That's why I'm suffering. That moment I accept everything. Even though I went to the bar and there was kind of people dancing and uh, I went inside, I just, okay, I just enjoy. But then I can't handle because everybody smokes so much and I have to run away. <laughs> but, uh, and that way I start. So now I have groups everywhere in the, I can say in, the, in the North America, US, Mexico, Canada, even though Europe, I have some students and over the kind of everywhere. So, so, um, so that's kind of, I think that's enough. Thank you. I'm curious about when you were nine years old, the local Mahasiddha said you should go to the monastery. Can you say something about the training you received there, the lessons you learned, the subjects that you studied? And perhaps also something about your teachers at that time. Uh, yes. Um, my teacher is, uh, um, I went there, actually went to the monastery. And, uh, you know, beginning, you can, you miss your home, you miss your friends and children's and neighborhood, your uh, village people and so on and so forth. But uh, then you used to it and then you enjoy it. So I started with the, learning how to read and write. Uh, there's teaching by Origin Kipsum Longba, His Holiness Kipsum Longba. He's, he's uh, taken me as like a son. He has three, four children, but also he he was, the, the another Lama wanted to send to me, another monastery wanted, but he wants me his monastery. So it's kind of the little story, but uh, you know, I can skip. So that, where he wanted to train in me, so he started with me writing and reading his his start. Then also that monastery, Thapten Chungkalang Monastery, my uncles lived there. Also, he he teaches me to how to read and write and things like that. Uh, so uh, in that way, I I grow up. Uh, so and then um. Then also I started with the uh, Mahayoka and uh, you know words by my perfect teacher the uh, by Patrimboche study that first uh, uh, and then also I have to be do the all the uh, accumulations you know about those five accumulations uh, in doing that time is uh, I am was a kind of after teacher teach then. I am the leader, kind of, there's so maybe 70, 70 monks. I am kind of leader. I'm leading them after the teachers. So we do the the teachings, then we practice ourselves. Also, somebody needs some help. I help in them. 
how we, we start. And uh, I did that uh, accumulations two times, uh, the five accumulations. So I'm uh, doing that times. Then I study Anioka and Etomo uh, in three uh, three years. Uh, and uh, uh, and then uh, I go on like um, uh, in there um, and study the six bardos. Uh, and uh, that was like a hundred day retreats, hundred day retreats, like that kind. Then I, I study uh, Dzogchen, um, the Yeshi Lama and the other accumulations, practices, meditations so with the a group of those. And then during that time, also Beethoven's, I studied Tibetan astrology and uh, Tibetan medicine. Uh, before I was uh, coming to America, I was a doctor in China. I just started treating people a couple of years then. But also, meantime, I always like uh, go to the mountains and uh, programming and uh, just... Uh, Carrying a backpack and things like that. <clears throat> uh, and uh, my main teacher is Kapsam Lamba. Ani yoga teachers, there's Turku Godi, uh, and he's already passed too. So, uh, and then also I have a, a different, uh, many, many different lamas from empowerment and transmissions and so on and so forth. In basic, something like that. I didn't really study scholarly philosophy, debate. No, I didn't ever uh, went that direction. But I understand that philosophy too. So something like that. I understand that you teach uh, Long Ting Intake system. Was this training within that context? Uh, yes, of course. Long Ting Intake Mondo, Long Ting Intake Salon, Long Ting Intake, all Long Ting Intake, you see the all the way to uh, the Yeshi Lama by Jigme Lengpa. So, you know, it's all Jing, uh, uh, launching into content. But also, uh, I have chance to study with uh, some Lamas with uh, Thirsar Jun, uh, the Dunjum Lengpas, maybe you noticed that. Uh, uh, also, I study with it. And then also, when I come to uh, in Nepal, I have chance to have all the empowerment uh, transformations uh, and teachings, uh, uh, all from Trinino Rinpoche, all the Tersar uh, tradition. And then also, second time also, I have Trajik Rinpoche, the, maybe you know Trajik Rinpoche, it's all in a Dalai Lama's one Lama. Also, I have uh, all the empowerment of the Thirsar uh, from the Tragic Rinpoche as well. So, uh, yeah, something like that. It's fascinating. I understand that your teachers at that time, you had some very remarkable teachers, very accomplished teachers. Some of their accomplishments are special uh, city, etc., a high realization and so on. Could you say something about your teachers at that time? Ah uh, yes, um, you know, uh, the, my first uh, person who chose me is uh, 
we called him as an enlightened master. So uh, his, uh, his father is like uh, Mahasida in India, like uh, he walk in a cross in Yellow River, like he walk on the water and uh, all kinds of magic performs. Also his home inside the is live in a tent, you know, but he, he has a wife. His wife said, uh, "We they you know they also know married." She said, "I don't want to work, make a stove, make everything." And uh, so then he said, "Okay, the home is always different places, but inside is always same. You know, the home moves, but uh, the stove and everything is uh, always same. It's like uh, in passport things. It's like he he." Does like there's endless stories about uh, uh, and this uh, uh, great uh, great master. So uh, and then um, it's very uh, very very uh, lucky to have like that kind of teacher. So anyway, uh, his uh, father like that, and then he himself. Uh, was a holy man everybody respect <clears throat> i just i can tell you a few stories um i heard one day that time is even though i'm, I'm zero but uh his family their husband died so in thy him said you know can you come do some prayers and you know the your holy holy man he said i am i don't have time because uh uh, he am busy, but then they're baking, and then he comes. Then he comes, and she said, I need to do something. And uh, he went to the mountains. Uh, so, and uh, the evening, he come back, he killed the big deer. He carried the deer's body. And uh, he said, our dinner's ready. I'm so tired and hungry. The wife of the deceased is so mad. She said, we are a Buddhist. You see, my husband died yesterday. You killing deer. What do you think about us? You know, she screamed and yelling like, of course, she was so mad. Then he was like listening her, and she finished conversation. He said, "I work so hard. Your husband is a hunter, so he don't have a choice. He's going to be low rebirth. I try to help him with this deer, and hungry and tired, but you don't care. I don't care in anybody." And then he kicked the deer, said, get up and go back to your mountain. The deer get up and shakes and run into the mountain. So uh, you see, um, it's like that. And then another thing was my father was his servant, like he, because my father actually, he make a very sewing cloth, like by hand, not a, Missions of the come up when our little there's we don't have any those soil missions. So he was uh, stay with him and uh, his servant, like when our he needs to uh, serve. 
And the one, there's many people every single day that come in for healings and for blessings and be a couple hundred every morning, be lined up. But uh, one afternoon, there comes a lady with a little girl. She was nine years old. And uh, she has big stomach and skinny and uh, very, very sick. And uh, he's a lady, close your ears and cover your eyes, walk away, don't look back. But she do it, you know, she leave, left the girl and she just close the uh, closer far away one because when now the holy man says, they, then he said to my father, can you help me hold this little girl? My father said, what are you going to do? And he goes, brings his gun, or the rifle, like a big gun. He put it into the girl's stomach, and he shot it. And my father said he can smell it's a gunpowder, like, like smoke, gun one, the big gun. So. And of course, the girl fell out. That moment, my father thinking, how are we going to explain to the world tomorrow? And the holy man killed this sick girl. What? Yes, my father's head was like crazy and shaking, and he was just like shocked what's happened. Then he said, put that little girl put in the bed. And my father told him, okay, but he, she's already dead, but okay. And carry it, put in the bed. And every couple of hours, she wake up and throw up diarrheas and diarrheas. One week, she recovered. And there's a uh, the clothes has a hose, but the body don't have hose. They look, there's no hose in the body, but the hose in the friend in the back, like a, go through, the blood went through. It's something like that. There's endless stories about him. There's, I can talk about all the stories. So in something like a too unusual, like a, in scientific people don't know what is this kind of, <laughs> Uh, gifts, I can say. Uh, and then my teacher, Kirsten Lamba, is Holiness or Origin Kirsten Lamba. It's, you can check in and all the information on the internet and there's a books and also he come to America many times. So there's a lot about him. So, but he's also amazing uh, teacher and uh, he had many stories, but the ones I heard the he was traveling to a place. My uh, one of my uh, uh, cousin was with him, um, and then that time, and there's a lot of bad weather, like uh, storms and storms and hell storms, hell storms, uh, and um, and the people ask, please help us because of the the destroys and everything by the hell storm. One day this big storm comes, he was mad and he went outside and he poured out his purba. You know, maybe you know purba is what a dagra like the yogis we have. And then he pointed into the sky like a cloud. And suddenly noise and the, in the field the from the clouds fell out like look like snake, like a, uh, into the field like a half an hour. And uh, 
and people say the dragon. So it's really felt like he pulled out dragon, then stopped the storm. And like uh, once like that, and then people have many, 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 many stories about uh, he predicted to the families and he told or, or he says something There's always have a lot of meaning. And my teacher is, uh, all my teachers are not peaceful, you know, in in America, in the Western world, they think a oh, Buddhist teacher must be smile, say, hi, how are you? Oh, nice. Hi, like that kind of idea they have, but it doesn't like work that way because um, you see, he, they're all just strict. You like or not, they can just talk in your face. So it's like my first the teacher who chosen me, he's like that. Don't waste my time. What you want? That's it. He don't say hi or how are you. There's no introduction. If you try to make introduction, he don't like. I don't have time. Just tell me why why you're here. Don't waste my time and your time. You understand? Like goes like that. So in my second, the teacher like that. And then most, I have maybe less than, maybe less than 40, 50 teachers. I take teachings from, including Banchen Lama, Dalai Lama, and uh, all great lamas. But uh, uh, nobody can, uh, those teachers, uh, my main teachers like that. So even Chilin uh, Orenboche also strict too. So when you, he... If you don't know him, then he'd be maybe gentle, talk to you nicely. But when you really know, do this, don't do that. He just, uh, he don't go to plight. He just go to, that's your weak, weak point. That's your problem. He just pointed like that. So, and, you know, Chilino Ramboche is uh, amazing teacher. So you, he just teaching my teachers. The teachings, they don't, they don't need the tax. Just they teach by the meditation. So that's kind of teachers I have. And um, even though my medicine teacher is amazing too, because uh, he's uh, unbelievably, I never see you as great like him. So when he start teaching something joy, like he, He's like, enjoy it. Then he said, oh, this book and a page 500 and so and so. And this line, he don't know, there's no book in the hand. He knows that everything and through the meditation, connect with the book and just the meditation state. Then you, you go to another class or you hear any scholar, doesn't matter, nothing like a, he gives like that. He also Dharma teacher too, but he gives like that kind of Tibetan medicine. And also he has a kind of this magic gift is like you and where you are uh, and uh, you're sick. And then you want to come to see the my doctor, but you can't go. Then somebody going to see you. Then you can have a lot of rock 
pick up stone, put in your body, and especially where you have pain, like to where you sit, you just give it to this person. That person gave this rock to the, my doctor, teacher. He looked into this rock, and then he can tell you, say, uh, you're man or woman, and your age, and how you sit, and uh, everything he can predict. Just look at the, that piece of rock. And also, you can be in another room and put the thread in your leg or your hand. Thread, and then he a check post in the thread. And he can tell, tell everything and what's wrong with you. And uh, that kind of doctors, I uh, have my teacher. And then my astrology teacher is the... I don't think in right now in the dependent some lamas monastery said in this planet don't have that kind of astrologer. So because he knows beyond beyond this uh, astrological chat, like he knows. Uh, he told me he said uh, he he when he predicted writing things and put the numbers, the numbers comes his meditation ahead. Like number, then he put it together. He, he, if you have a big bag of beans, you can take a couple of them. He knows how many beans inside the bag, and he talk about everything run by numbers. And he said, if you want to kill somebody, only couple numbers. That's it, because of the magic of the numbers. About he talk about Ryangchir. In Ryangchir means. He said he don't never teach that level because he said nobody capable because people is selfish and self-centered. So he never go teach because, uh, but then everybody thinks he, he's like a master logical, he's like above everybody. So you just, everybody's like, he's the best, but, and he's the best Lama, but we don't know. And we, I just studied with him astrology, and Ahmad is always he said, okay, write the person's figure or hand. Then he explains to their astrological chart. Um, but in the later he reached rainbow body. His body nothing left, only hair and nails. So I am, I think, as. Uh, very lucky that case, but uh, I think it's also a lot of times you have Buddha in you with you, but you don't recognize. You just like, oh, okay, and this guy, he's astrologer, and he clothes, he never wear kind of new clothes or clean clothes, all patched his clothes like a beggar. And he said, oh, these bodies eaten by birds one day. I don't need the fancy clothes. He's laughing and he'll joke it. Even though we say, we can buy clothes or make it some. He's like, no, no, I don't want it. But uh, and uh, when he passed away, then everybody said, oh, wow, he is Latin master. Before when he's alive, he was a doctor and astrologer. And he studied with the high lamas and the retreat too, but they don't know he was hiding that levels. So then I think I have chance to have received the transmissions and teachings from Panchen Lama.
and Dalai Lama have Kala Chakra and uh, also in Dzogchen teachings from Dalai Lama as well and many different uh, teachings Dalai Lama as well. So I have the best teachers, but somehow maybe I waste their, their time. <laughs> but I'm okay. So I'm just, I uh, would say, so I'm lucky to see these teachers, receiving these teachers. That's quite incredible. How is it that these teachers were able to produce such powers, such miraculous acts. For example, shooting the gun into the woman and not harming her, but actually healing her. Do these uh, abilities come through enlightenment or do these teachers cultivate these abilities separately as a special power that they cultivate in addition to enlightenment and uh, both ways i i i know and uh, you see uh the limitless of our mind is which way we use it that way works you see in terms of uh in the uh, the Dzogchen teachings of the those Nyingma teachings as uh, those lamas fly, everybody fly the time, and everybody reaching the rainbow bodies. That times they all gift, and in the Buddha said himself, it doesn't matter man or woman, doesn't matter which caste system, rich or poor, it's only the matter is that the, your uh, decision and devotion. So, exactly the same way, everybody has this uh, gift, but we don't uh, scatter our mind, uh, we don't gather our minds, so our scatter our minds. We are uh, as a servants of the sense objects, and that's why we chasten the sense objects, and then we are suffer because we want something, oh, I think this better. Oh, yeah, that the, the model could this cream that look younger, maybe 10 years, oh, I want to buy that. So you see, we chasten the material world and chasten the sense objects, and then we are busy and we got stressed up. And those great masters gather their minds and their focused uh, practice with the uh, clear uh, devotion uh, and uh, joyful effort and achieve and these levels. And when uh, most the great masters, when they reach the levels, it doesn't matter because they, they anywhere they go, anywhere they stay, it's perfect place. There's none, there's no none perfect, no, no perfect place. So they're everything perfect place. So, but when we ordinary mind is like uh, can reach that level because you see and you know the Tibetan, there's a great uh, yogi called uh, uh, the uh, Malaripa, you know, as uh, a very, very famous yogi. And his heart son, Richumba, 
And uh, he went also India to study, and also he studied Maladipa's Hassan. So when he was with Spain, then Richomba has this little ego, like he thinks, oh, my my master knows, but I know a little lot about Dharma, you know. I know exactly the same as him. And also I went to India, I study more things. I'm more kind of special. He have this little ego. And they're walking together, suddenly storm comes, hell storm. And Maladipa disappears. And then he was <laughs> by the storm and he looked around and he heard the Maladipa singing. You know, it's like Maladipa always, uh, what the teachings is he's singing, like a choir singing with Dharma. Then he looked around, he sees a yak horn. And Maladipa inside the Yakhorin. Now what is happens is the Yakhorin didn't stretch just small as small as like the Yakhorin. And Maladipa didn't small look sizes like when you look, it's like we think oh Maladipa must be sink, the little tiny. No, same as. So in that is we call the enlightenment. So you see, in those times, like Maladipa and the great uh, Irima Siddhas, there are uh, those uh, yoga practitioners, they sit in the top of the grass. The grass didn't bend, grass didn't broke. So they have these uh, gestures. So what I'm saying is, uh, uh, is some great masters in the past, yes, they already have that, but they don't show. Because they don't, who has a devotion or who bring gifts or who give offerings doesn't care because they don't need it because they're fully in Latin. It's like a thief. They pretend is a good person because they need the one to steal, right? So that's why it's the companies, the so people with the wear suits and with a computer and they know how to get the people's money and, and still <laughs> it, it looks person nice, organized person with perfect but sometimes that I'm not saying everybody thinks but they still and then those great masters they don't and they're enlightened. They don't need the saying I am I'm so and so they don't need the appetite because they're fully enlightened. They just Put in the prisoner in the perfect place. Put in the it's perfect place. Doesn't matter anywhere, it just focuses the mind. Like, for example, meditation is like when you focus, put your mind somewhere, you know, where, which way you want to focus. <laughs> like a year ago, I was in the dentist place. This guy was working my cleaning my teeth, uh, covering. And it's kind of painful in the beginning. I was like, okay, I was focusing my, I went to my talk, like my, fully my mind put in my talk. Then I went to sleep, you see. When he finished, he woke up me. He said, how come you do that? I said, I meditate. Then he said, can you teach me? I said, oh, you have to make appointment. <laughs> <laughs> So you see, uh, the power of the gift is uh, we all have this gift. 
use or not is really it's up to us and uh, it's not just like getting ideas so you have to be that energy so you have to really work with them you have the chance to be accomplished that level you can do anybody can do but the problem is we all has a fear sort of oh i can we looking down say so i can't i don't have time i don't have money i can can go can go but you don't need to go anywhere just work with your mind buddha running around first he looking for everywhere but then he decide he's sitting and then just practice he reaching enlightenment that is short melody by sitting and meditating he reaching enlightenment that's why you can see the malaripa he shows his uh, barm and to gambova he's another hard student <laughs> he's like i gave you the best uh, teaching then he was like oh master i'm going to go receive him with the best teaching then he pull up his white robes and he shows his, his hips uh, as a what's called calisthenics calisthenics he said that's the way practice sit <laughs> like a monkeys in the sit in the rock so much so if we can do that or so we can be malaripa we can be pamasambhava and achieve the all the levels of the yogic steps thank you when you welcome when you were training in golok with your teachers what was their thought about your future life uh, by that i mean did they say what did they think you will take over the monastery you will be the next uh, leader of the monastery did they tell you you'll travel away you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be an astrologer did they tell you what they had in mind when they were training you um no actually um when that in a buddhist we only uh uh we're training to reach enlightenment of free from samsara that's a kind of basic buddhist uh way to practice buddha dharma and then the vajrayana is also we wants to be uh, practice and study to benefit for our parents and shin beings that's the reason we are study we just don't want to be feature or and especially good practitioners never think about tomorrow you see uh in we are human world is a lot of people stuck in the past or when i was a childhood they have stories a lot of people worry about to their future but those two is not really exist past is already gone no different than last night you see the future is who knows tomorrow nobody knows and uh, the we forget in this moment the moment is the precious gift very precious 
you giving your time to me, me giving my time to you, we are creating together this time is a precious moment. Only that's the way to in the study in the, uh, in the Dharma. But uh, in the, my teacher in the monastery, he don't want me leave or go anywhere. He wants to be keeping the, his good students in the monastery to continue monastery, of course. But also then later he gave me permission. So he also he gave me permission to stay in America to teach, even though he writes letter and I have that letter. So, uh, uh, so uh, and the only that great Masidas chosen one, he predicted a little bit like, you know, he's good boy, he's going to have people. That's, he don't say he's going to have Tibetans or Westerners or this or that. He didn't say any any different, like just uh, like that. And my last when meeting with the uh, that holy person, I ask uh, the last time I see him, and uh, I said, please give me some advice about my future. And he said, don't think about too much future. And uh, he said, Pakistara, that's your female yidam, Dagini. And then where you want to go, what you want to do, you always have peace. You always have good life. That was my advice from that. And then also, I have the launching into teachings and empowerment from His Holiness, Dr. Chindramboshi. So uh, I have uh, then... I asked him a couple of times. Each time he said, practice Tara, don't think too much, just be simple. So it's like that's kind of, uh, then also I was recognized after when I was in monastery and recognized another monastery, uh, the, I was the head, the Lama, and they thrown me and uh, but before throne, I told them, I said, I don't want to be your abbot. If you're doing that reason, I'm please choose somebody because I am not. Because I don't like responsibilities. And it's abbot lama, you have to be example for the monks. You have to be know how to leader. I like a freedom and when I want to just lay down, lay down. I want to eat something. Just I don't want to pretend to be abbot. You know that's why they said okay. And this is um, um, what you call the temder. Temder is like a good omen. That's the reason we got doing that. I said okay. Then I will check. So they did like that, and then also the another monastery they gave it to me the monastery. I told them also same thing. I said, please don't give me the monastery. I am. I don't have the ability to take care. You need a scholar to teach. I'm not a scholar. Only I'm a practitioner. I I am more in with the, my mind. So something like that. So yeah. So then my teachers always wants to be, you know. 
uh, follow their teachings. That's just important because they don't predict the future and don't always teach us and don't think about tomorrow. You have many students and from all around the world. And sometimes... Some connections, yeah. Yeah. yeah some people say people are all the same. It doesn't matter if they come from Tibet or they come from UK, where I'm from, or they come from America. People are the same. Other mm -hmm. people say, actually, no, Americans, they're a little bit different. Teaching Americans mm -hmm. is different to teaching someone in Tibet or someone in UK or whatever the case may be. I wonder, when you came to the USA and you told us about these two years of hating, hating everything, irritated by everything, and then you you had a, a breakthrough, an epiphany about that. What was it like teaching American students? Have you found them to be different? Are there special considerations or observations that you have noticed teaching in America? Of course, that is, you know, very easy because the Western world is intellectual. Uh, you have to be intellectually uh, people learning in Eastern, uh, like Tibet, China, Mongolia, Mongolia, Vietnamese, Thai, they have uh, in their genes like a sort of believers, like automatic. They born with it. They, they even though what they don't know what means of Buddha and what means of Dharma, and that they have automatically sort of. Must be just blessing, sort of. Maybe they have a most um, uh, the agents pray for wealth and health. <laughs> it's like Westerners like go to church. God, please help me. I'm broken. Money. <laughs> you see, this similarly, but uh, in Asians, happens in the heart. Now, Americans and the Westerners, when you talk, and I think it's the. First, they just always they come into teaching so class. They just wondering, you know, just like okay, I just see. Then they feel oh, sort of, you know, they I can see some people uh, need the karma connections too because something like karmically, when you meet somebody, then automatically there's connection like. And then also when they start in teachings, then they. They seize the benefit in themselves, like, oh, wow. I was so, a lot of people coming to me and say, they, you changed my life, you changed my life. But I didn't do nothing, they did themselves, you see. So, and that's why it's uh, very important to, to where I see this. As uh, what I'm seeing is different, is uh, I, I say more, uh, Asia is more kind of, uh, in uh, heart and the Westerners more head like sort of they have to be kind of seared heard and they have to be checked or well, sometimes scientifically how this work how come how da, 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 they have to be, need a lot of explanation in the West Easterns the more so like you can do ceremony or ritual blessing they like thank you the blessing they say something they feel to receive something you can put it. It's something like that. When you teach Americans, your students in America, mm -hmm. and you meet them, do you take them through a 
curriculum, everybody starts with Shine, for example, or everybody starts with Ngundro, or do you uh, give individual practices depending on the student? Um, yes, I, I have like a retreat start with the Shagni uh, training, the kind of how to serve in the mind um, classes. And then also I talk about uh, a lot about the meditation of a precious human rebirth and impermanence and karma and the suffering of samsara. Um, uh, to everyone, but the, the main time when I also teach should like uh, uh, and uh, also I teach uh, some different kinds uh, deity like Yadam practice. Uh, sometimes people really want it, then I open for them too because you never know karmically maybe some also, you know, I just don't want, uh, they really want something. I always kind of open person because uh, I want to karmically something, you know. And then I say uh, sometimes there are once some teachings, certain teachings, they have to be Buddhist because they, I wanted to make sure they're Buddhist. They're, another way they waste their time. Just, uh, it's not good for them and not good for me. It just uh, we both waste our, our times. Uh, also, they just wanted to a little bit shag, shagni or a little bit uh, about a little philosophy or history, a little bit things about Buddha Dharma. No problem. And that's just, I think it's good to know. But they were kind of serious, wanted to follow. They they have to be take refuge and they have to take steps to enter into the Dharma. And so the Buddha Dharma followers or not is starts with the refuge. The refuge is the door to the Buddha Dharma. So from there I will start so different. And then also I am um, I never really call my students. I call my Dharma friends and Dharma brothers, followers, something like that. Because I don't, it's nothing that belongs to me in this world. Of course, other people know. And uh, even though this body is one day eaten by birds or eaten by germs or barred by fire. So you see, nothing belongs to us. We're thinking on mind, 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 but uh, actually um, impermanently nothing belongs to us. And then Buddha's teaching is nothing really just only names we made up, but nothing really exists. It's just a form of light. Thank you, Lama Hanang. This has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you for your answers. I have one last question for you. Okay, anything, you, you're free. These days, I think people are, a lot of people are worried. Mm -hmm. There are things like wars happening in mm -hmm. the Middle East and uh, in Europe and uh, financial uh, challenges, etc., uh -huh. etc. You know, you have expertise in astrology as well as Dharma, as well as Sorikpa, as well as Satche, and many other things. When you look at this world and how things are going, this current time, 
What thoughts or insights do you have about the situation? That's number one. And number two, what advice do you have for those who are worried about the future? Yes, uh, we can talk about this uh, uh, subject. It's uh, really, uh, truly, we have to rethink clearly because in this world, is everything is a relative. To see, uh, if you want peace, you have to be start with the peace. The war never going to bring the peace. You never going to destroy your enemy, because you destroy one, there'll be ten rise. Maybe you destroy ten, hundred rise, hundred destroys, thousand rise, thousand destroyed, millions rise. So only the war brings the war. The hate brings the hate. It does. It's a very obvious, but we are still stuck with this twenty-first century. Generations of the kings, corrupted people doing all these things, doing with the bestow, we don't get it. So it's a really, it doesn't matter Israel people. It's a beautiful people. In Palestine, it's beautiful people. But this is a, the problem is this between, you see, uh, those politicians and uh, those uh, rivals, uh, uh, what you call uh, Hamas or whatnot, and those people making this issue, whose suffer is innocent people and children and the families. And the world right now used to be we have 200 countries in the world. We don't know what's going on in that country, this country, but today is. Uh, you know everything's in your phone. And that's why we are suffering. Everybody stressed and worries about all this. Right now, it's my wish is all the leaders, they should have summer come. Have one month. They bring children, they bring grandchildren together, say, hey, what we wanted to be our future generations. It's really, that is the then communication and torrents and, and the, their thoughts put in table. There's no ins and outs, everything clear, crystal, then the piece of chance. The Hamas or Israeli soldier, Israel say, okay, we're going to destroy Hamas. Watch, if you do that, whole Islamic world rise for army for you know um, Israel and plus China Russia that's perfect for them for the propaganda said okay look that's a American Western power blah 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 who say come to my side Devise the world and the more kid suffering. Look in the world right now, building the nuclear bombs, who can reach so and so forth. Flat, and those firing jets, uh, nu nuclear, 
and modern warfare. Why we need this? No, none needed. Because for what? For for us, destroying our future generations. And now everybody say global warming, pollution. Imagine all the nuclear wars. That's the end of the world. So in all these controlled by these powerful people and also the who make these biological warfare weapons. So right now it's, I will say, everybody need to wake up. It really begins to what you can do to make a kid peace. If you can't do nothing, don't give up yourself. Create the peace in yourself and don't give up the hope. It's a really important is families need the peace, happiness. When you have peace in your home and you have happiness in, uh, in your heart, you are successful man and woman. You think it's all having luxuries, life, money, so on, so on. No. You look in the Elon Musk, you look in the, those amazing guy, they still want to build something the Mars, want to create more companies. There's no end. Rich, hungry, rich people. So when you have a peace in your home, happiness in your heart, you are rich. So the second thing is, I will say, don't take size, Israel, Palestinian, all those people dies, we need to exercise them, the families. You see, the Palestinians people, Israelis people, you see, there are beautiful people, beautiful families. They all need this love, not hate. This world is everybody's hate. You see, called peace rallies. People gathering sort of say, oh, but uh, supporting Palestine or support Israel. You see, they're so yelling, like, or oh, Israel need to destroy them, bomb them. Why are you holding? God, destroy them. Like, it's so bad. You see, now those who are doing these things, you can look. They go to the kill elderly children and uh, people having parties, they kill them and that's kind of mind you want to support them or you this the politicians say no water no electricity and two million people all those wrong you see everything's wrong they can right now israelis palestinian or hamas or one hour they need let go past just past is you know now enough is enough. We really sit together, need the future generations, need peace. That's only the choice we really have. That's, you see, uh, my message is uh, don't give up. And don't upset. Upset only hurting yourself and hurting your family. And you're scared, doesn't help nothing. Just really enjoy life. That's the only thing we can do. We don't know what's next. 
Russians, China, they all say, we reach you, reach you. You reach you, but then they reach you too. Then be finished. <laughs> it's just so, I don't know. The people never learn things. They really, person, we need communication to what I want. You know, my life. You have to see, oh, I want Buddha Dharma. I want to meditate. I just want to be high into myself to kind to others. Right? And then the family, we always need to talk to our partners, our children, our family, and create the really good husband that they know what your wife's wishes. You know children, what's going on, everything. And they complain, they listen. Okay, you know, that way should be. Then also the country, the leaders, they corrupted. All the leaders, like look at America, the two parties, they always fight. They fight, they blame each other, and, and they try to take down each other. And their, their 80s, 90s still don't want to give up their job. They, they can't walk. They forget things. And they should, the young generations need to run. And the, when you're 70, you should never bother in the parties, like uh, politics. Just uh, spend the time with the grandchildren, right? But uh, you see, that's where I see what I'm to say. Sorry about this, just blah, 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 too many things. But the mainly, I would say, send good thoughts and prayers to uh, the holy city in Gaza and uh, and those uh, doesn't matter who Palestinian or Israeli, we all need this love and peace. How much you need peace, everybody needs it. So we have to know if we understand that, then maybe we have a chance. Peace has a chance. My people best, peaceful. Your people best. Finger point never going to create peace. Look in the American war. I told them, it's a lot of my students' friends that this is bad. War is never good. Imagine trillions of dollars build the homes for Africa, make wells for the no water place. You really liberating the people. And you see, America war. When the one day George Bush was talking, oh, we are uh, dropping the 21,000 bombs, those hula bombs, the name is hula bombs in the Belgrade, the biggest city in Iraq. There will be 5 million people. We liberated Iraqi people. I was like, 21,000 bombs liberating the people. It's something wrong with me. You know, uh, that the politicians are what they think, what we say, what we do. You never liberated with the bombs and the guns. <clears throat> Only talk. If you can talk, if you don't talk, then your your son and daughter, your enemy become because you don't know because they will think. But if you talk, you're maybe worse than me. You maybe you can make a best friend. In Tibet, in Golong, there's a girl, I think she's now maybe 20. And she was a little, I think, eight or nine years old. Somebody 
kill the both parents with knife and the person uh, because they have some money, you know, they, he knows that that's why they kill. And she was hiding somewhere. She saw by herself. And then, the, of course, Chinese police got him and went to jail. The police come to the girl. She was in the high school that time, I think. I'm maybe high school, junior high. So I think she was 14 or something like that. And they said, you know, we got your parents killer. So you know him, you see him. So now we're ready to kill him, revenge. And she said, please don't kill him. It's so much pain and I lose my parents. And he has children, police, they need parents, father. And in my wish, don't kill him. It's beautiful, right? If you can do that, okay, past we go through so much wars and hate Israelis and Palestinians. Now enough is enough. Future, we don't want this continue. Stop. Okay, we need the mediators, put a few countries. Okay, now we can, even the land, we can change some things. Beautiful. There's ways to do, want to do. Communication and tolerance, do it. But People don't do it. And people think, oh, I'm going to destroy my enemy. No. You get more enemy and more hatred incurred in this world. That's the way I see, my friend. <laughs> Lama Hanang, thank you very much. You're very welcome. And thank you to give me this opportunity to talk to you because uh, anything I do is uh, if it's something positive and something good messages i'm happy to do that and uh, anything something benefit that's just uh, you know i don't know how long i'm going to live here but uh, i'm working as um, as a human being there is uh, so more than seven billion humans so i'm part of them i'm working for peace and then also i am as a buddhist but I work with religious peace. I work with different religious leaders and different faith. I said, okay, we need to work together. Respect. It's okay, you're Christian. You go to church. I'm going to temple. But to me, it's like church is a temple. It just, just doesn't matter anywhere. Practice with your mind, not figures or art. So, I, and uh, I respect all the religions. Then I'm a Tibetan. I always keep in their culture and as uh, much as I can. And especially right now, Tibetan don't have countries. And uh, try to survive in the culture and languages. It's not easy. Thank you. You have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to another Guru Viking podcast. For more interviews like these, as well as articles, videos, and guided meditations, visit www.guruviking.com.